Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Okay, so welcome to today's episode where we're talking with Ashley Strong with Home Intentionally, and she is your organizing BFF, who I will send you to. We are going to get to know her, and she's going to give you her best tips and tricks for organizing, Um, but thank you for doing this, Ashley. We are excited to see you. There's lots of people watching, and Hopefully you can finally give them some help for all the questions that they ask me that I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Just probably throw it away. (laughs) Right. Just get rid of it. Yeah. That's the solution to organizing. Just throw it away. (laughs) Um, I do do like that solution. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it works when you have too much stuff, but I guess that's a good, a good place to start. So when it comes to like organizing and decluttering, because I think sometimes people think they, are the same. They think that mm-hmm. they think, I think actually they think that organizing or decluttering means organizing. I don't know. Anyway, what are your thoughts on organizing clutter and just clutter in general? Yeah. So I think a lot of times we get stuck in the pitfall of organizing clutter, of managing our stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is they want to get organized so that's their focus is getting organized and they go out and they buy all sorts of bins and fun pretty things and labels and all those things and those are great but because you have all of these bins you now almost kind of trick your mind into feeling like you need to fill them and so people are less likely than to actually truly declutter. They're less likely to get rid of things. They're more likely just to basically find a new temporary storage solution because when you have too much stuff and you're not doing that most important piece of starting with the decluttering process, you're just organizing stuff. You're just shuffling things from one space to another and it's less effective and it won't last, right? Like you're gonna fill that bin and then you're gonna go buy another bin and try to fill it. you know, you're, you're noticing that your drawers, I think, I think you said, I can't remember if it was in the podcast or if it was in the group. You said something about when you're noticing that your drawers are getting too full, don't go buy, like, don't go get another dresser. Right. Get rid of some stuff. Right. Like, (laughs) and, and I think so often people get stuck into that solution of, I have to just organize it. I'll just get more things, but it's really a band-aid solution. Mm -hmm. If you're not taking the time to declutter, you're not taking the time to get rid of things that just no longer serve you. Yes. All right, guys, you heard it. You heard it from the expert organizer (laughs) that bins do trick you into things that you need to fill them. They do trick you into basically creating more work for yourself because like she said, you're like shifting it from, okay, this bin system didn't work. Maybe I'll try this Mm -hmm. one. That's wasted money and time, energy. Um, so I love that. We're on the same page with that for sure. <laughs> Some of mm-hmm. the yeah. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> but we've all done it. We've all done yes. it. Yes. Oh, I've done it. Yeah. I've done it where I'm like, I just need to get motivated and excited and look at Target has this awesome sale and organization stuff. <laughs> Go yeah. buy all of these things. 
Yeah, they do. And they make it very pretty and they make it very appealing and they put their expert marketers guys. So they make it look like it's going to solve your problems. Mm-hmm. But okay. Mm-hmm. That leads right into the, into the next question that people had is like, you know, I think they're pretty fed up with the organizational cycle that never works. So yep. do you know of any like common hacks or solutions or like pieces of organizational products that people fall into that are just not practical and inefficient? Yeah. So I think one of the things is it's not necessarily to certain products. It's so often we go and find, we need inspiration, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if organization isn't our strong suit. So we go to Pinterest, we go to HGTV or whatever it is, right? And you see these gorgeous pictures. I think somebody posted something about an entryway and you see these, you know, great entryway solutions and these awesome benches with bins and all of this stuff. And it looks great. Like I love an HGTV reveal. It's one of my Mm -hmm. favorite things. I love to scroll through Pinterest, Mm -hmm. but it looks great. Does it work for your, your family and your home? Right. For years as, as being a professional organizer, I've been able to keep my space organized. What really challenged me was organizing a space with kids and with a husband that don't necessarily organize like me. Right. Right. So what often happens is we as moms take over the organization process. We start deciding what makes sense to our brains, right? We set up our kitchen for us. We set up our kids' rooms for us um, and what makes sense to us, but we're not getting in feedback and opinions from our spouse or from our kids. Um, For me and my kitchen, for years, my husband and I struggled because he, he would, yeah, he has a song. You'll love it. He likes to walk around and say, everybody needs a little bit of clutter because he knows it drives me insane. <laughs> That's hilarious. Insane. <laughs> drives me insane. But he's very visual. So for me, needing clean counters, clean everything, I don't want to see clutter. For him, he's like, well, then how do I know where the spatula is? I need it accessible. I need it vis- visual. I need it right there in front of me. Mm-hmm. So it was having that conversation to say like, okay, you continue to leave the spatula out on the counter and it's driving me insane. What, what system can we create where we're kind of both happy? Yeah. Um, and, and so it's really, it, it's, it comes down, I think we forget this, but it's not so much about the bins and those things. It's about the relationships, not only with our stuff, but with the people that are living in our houses, because mm-hmm. we have to make sure that it makes sense to them. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, it, you can, how often have you maybe organized your kitchen and then your kids or your spouse is putting away dishes from the dishwasher and they don't know where you put it because it doesn't make sense to them. So they put it somewhere else. Yeah. You know, or it ends up on the counter because they didn't know where to put it. Yeah. Uh, So there is a little bit of having conversations. Um, I firmly believe in having a verbal conversation first and saying, if I put this here, does it make sense to you? Or this is where I'm putting this. And then always following it up with a nonverbal communication. So visual, 65% of people are visual, Mm -hmm. which is why we're so attracted to the idea of organization. We're so attracted Mm -hmm. to the pretty bins. And so like for my husband, he's so visual. If he, even if we talk about it a week later, he's probably going to forget. So me having a label on something, he will, 
after the verbal conversation, he agrees with it. It makes sense to him. Having that physical label on something makes sense to him. Mm-hmm. I had a bin that I repurposed and the first label said like, I don't know, I think it said baby food or something like that. And the um, label that I had put over it was pasta. That label came off. <laughs> slowly baby food got in the pasta yeah. <laughs> you know so it, it kind of is that two and two thing um okay. you have to know the people in your house um you have to know what makes sense to them mm-hmm. i i think i saw a comment about kind of um pit, pitfalls and you know one of the things is micro organization versus macro Ooh, yeah. and there are some of us that want to have 10 steps to our organization system, right? We want to. So a really good example of micro organization with kids toys, let's say, is you have a container for dolls. You have a container for all the baby or like doll clothes. You have a mm-hmm. container for doll shoes and accessories. You know, everything is kind of broken up into a smaller system versus a macro organization system would be dolls. So it is dolls, it is doll clothes, it is everything. So mm-hmm. your kids can just pull out one bin if they're playing doll related things, pull out that one bin, play with the dolls and then put it back, right? Every, they don't need to have multiple things out. Yeah. Um, so it's again, knowing the people in your house and what their strengths are. A lot of times those micro things don't stay. Right. Um, if it's too complex, people aren't going to follow it. Yeah. So you need to make it as simple as possible, which is another part of having less stuff makes it easier, right? Yes. That is so good. All of this is so good. Cause you're kind of like, cause like I always tell them, like, I, I, like I can do my house, like I can make my house make sense to me, but I can't put words to it. But everything that you're saying, especially, you know, because kitchens is one that comes up a lot. They're like, how do I store my utensils? And I just tell people like how I do it. Cause it works for me, mm-hmm. but I know there's a big disconnect with what I tell people, which is why I wanted to talk to you because that doesn't work for everybody. Like you said, some people are like, I need to see it. Like yeah. I need my utensils up in a thing on the counter. Mm-hmm. Otherwise my husband can't find it and then he can't help me. And then I'm annoyed with him. Right. right. <laughs> and right. it's so simple and basic, but it makes so much sense in the macro mm-hmm. micro organization. Like I know they're listening in and that's so good too, because that's something I tell them too. Like if you, you don't need, like you don't necessarily need a bin for doll shoes and clothes and right all of the things. I love that. That's so good. (laughs) Um, so what would you say when it comes to like organization, like what would be money well spent for people when it comes to actually implementing their organizational systems and money traps? Yeah. So biggest money trap is going out and buying containers that you don't need. Um, my, my philosophy, my, my steps when I am organizing my own space or someone else's space is first declutter, right? right. Get rid of things that don't serve you. Um, get it, get it out of there right away. So you can't change your mind. Right. And then what I like to do is categorize things by like objects. Um, so you're putting all the, you know, if you're in the kitchen, you're putting all the kitchen utensils together. You're putting all the kitchen appliances together. You're putting, um, you know, if you're looking at your refrigerator, refrigerator organization is one of the things that I talk about so often. It's one of the most popular things I probably talk about is you have leftovers, you have fruits, you have vegetables, right? Our brain wants to categorize things in like objects. So we do that. And then you can determine once you have everything in categories, 
look at the space that you want to put it in. Do you really need a bin? Mm -hmm. Do you need a canister? Do you need, um, and you know, especially for kitchen organization, we see on, you know, Pinterest and what's trending is these beautiful canisters with these fun labels. Yeah. I love that. But, and for someone that works great for, depending on who you are, if you're going to go buy those canisters and label them, but every time you go grocery shopping, you are not going to take, you know, open the rice box and dump it in the canister and toss it out. And it's just going to end up on your counter until you, you know, refill it or you end up with the canister and the box. Like it's really being honest with yourself of what is the maintenance in this? Can I do it? Right. Am I going to do it? Who's right. going to be responsible for it if I don't do it? Um, so it's, it's instead of, I think so often we think organization means we have to buy products. Yeah. Um, and that's not always the case. So it's really looking at what you have, what you want it to look like and, um, and what you want it, and then deciding if it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so often too, we get stuck in a trap of organization is supposed to be expensive. Mm. So I can't do it. Right. The products are insane. I can't afford it. Or I want a mudroom with, you know, beautiful like lockers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't have $500 for lockers. So right. everything's just on the ground right now. Right. Um, so it's also being budget conscience, conscious. If it's, if it's too expensive, but you need a solution. If your clothes, right, if your jackets right now are on the ground or on a chair and that's driving you insane because you're waiting to buy these lockers. Yeah. Can you, what is another solution? Can you get hooks for right now and put them up? Even if they're like the command hooks, right. um, can you do that? Is that budget friendly? So not making it about the stuff, right? Yeah. You've spent so much time decluttering and then we're focusing on the stuff. So don't make it so much about the stuff. Um, it's really about what's your budget, what makes sense, and will your family actually use it? Will you keep it up? Yeah. I love that. And that kind of, this is moving well, because <laughs> I think the, the whole point of getting organized, you know, decluttering and organizing is to find the flow in your home. Yep. Um, and I think that is probably the hardest thing for people. And mm -hmm. let me know if you agree, because I know it's true for me, but it is pretty much impossible for me to find a flow in my home before I declutter and before yeah. I've cleared that space to really realize it, whether yeah. the entire home or mm -hmm. in you know, a micro space within your home, like say your bathroom counters or your bathroom shelves. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it when you, so what happens a lot of times, let's say you're decluttering your closet and you're not pulling everything out. You're just looking at your closet. So you're essentially looking at all of the clothes all in their home. Mm -hmm. it's already in their home. So it, it feels less likely like it should be something you should get away and get rid of. It feels like something that's already there. It's already instilled in your home. Yes. Versus if you take it out, it gives it a different look, a different feel. You're taking it out for a purpose, not necessarily looking at it and saying, well, it's already in there. Um, if you're looking at a drawer, like, you know, I, we have those everything drawers or the junk drawers, and there's just so much stuff in there and you're trying to organize it. It's hard to determine even what you need and if you should keep it because right. it's, it's overwhelming, right? There's just so much there. Um, and I think the other thing is too, like closets, we have a very small house and, um, the, my kids' closets are super tiny 
and we have very tiny rooms. So we need to use all of the space imaginable. Oftentimes when people look in a closet, they see the standard closet. You have a space, you have a bar, you have a shelf, right? And when everything's in there, it, it makes you almost tunnel visioned because you think you have to work with what you have. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I saw a question about how to get rid of kind of dressers in kids' spaces. Yeah. You know, there are some really awesome shelves that you can put in closets really cheaply um, that still give you space for hanging, but also give you a really great room. So it's, it's taking everything out and then asking yourself, what do you really need to put back in? Mm -hmm. What makes sense for that space? How do you want to use that space? Even if it's a closet, it seems odd to say, how do I want to use the space? Yeah. But okay. what do you need it for? You know, if you have a small room, a small kid space, and you don't have a playroom, maybe you need a space for toys, clothes, books. It might need, you know, everything might have to kind of go in there. So how do you use it? What do you need it for? Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. So somebody has a good question and I, yeah. I think I have the answer, but I'm curious to hear what you say. So okay. she says, I love an empty, clean, organized look. And by that, I'm assuming she means like the Pinterest pictures where your kitchen, because she asked this when we're talking about kitchens, you know, and the yep. counters are clear, right? And things yep. are in cabinets and drawers, but I will forget where I put something if it's out of sight. So she says, what am I? <laughs> but I'm curious to hear what your thoughts about that is, because I, I've been thinking about it and I think I know. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, with especially my husband being a visual person and having that clean, but still having and maintaining some clean lines and clean spaces, um, I, for kitchens specifically, and even bathrooms, really countertops, I recommend having, using either a tray or a small basket, something where it has a system. So it's not just everything goes in there. It's not like a clutter magnet because you have to be careful of that. Right. Um, but like, for instance, in our kitchen, we have a tray and that is where there's a small can for utensils. I try to limit the size of it because if it's too big, you get too much stuff in there. Right. You get more than what you need. Um, you know, it has that, it has the salt and pepper shakers. It has, um, um, and that's all it has really. So it's just yeah. a small space. Yeah. And that's where it's kind of like where it, the, the visual of the tray almost kind of cordons off where stuff is allowed to be. Yeah. Otherwise it ends up trickling out, especially countertops, right? Yeah. Counters, tables, yeah. floors, flat surfaces yeah. are a magnet for clutter. Yeah. Um, and then labeling, labeling when you can, um, because you, if you forget, or if it's out of sight, it's kind of one of those things out of sight, out of mind. Um, so label when you can in the kitchens, particularly, um, especially if you have deep cabinets where things might kind of go missing or might get tucked in the back, um, any way that you can bring it forward or make it easier on yourself. So things like those little lazy Susan type things or things with stair steps so you can visually see everything. If that's not possible and it isn't always in every space, um, you can have kind of a map, so to speak, a guide on the inside of the cabinet so nobody else sees it but you mm -hmm. um, that really I shows you what where everything is and then the nice thing is is you can use it also as a like a grocery checklist mm -hmm. so when you're out of things like let's say you laminate it so you can dry erase when you're out of things you're crossing it off so at the end of the week you can quickly see what you need yeah yeah I love that that's so I hope <laughs> I hope you guys are getting a lot like I hope you guys are taking notes I should have like started off like you guys should take notes <laughs> um and yeah all of that I love all of that and I think too that 
a lot of times when we're feeling like we can't, we can't put things in cabinets or we can't put things in shelves and stuff because we're going to forget where it goes. I will let you know that when you do step one, which she agrees that step one is decluttering, um, and you have less stuff to keep track of and have everything in a space, it becomes habit. It becomes routine. And you don't forget where your stuff is. And I, I don't know if Ashley knows, but we're doing an episode with my daughter tomorrow. And she actually said that too, because somebody asked her, what's one of the biggest benefits of living in a simplified home? And she said, I always know where my stuff is. Mm. Um, so, and it's partly because we've decluttered and it's partly because we have organized things and we've mm-hmm. designated these spaces for everything, um, <laughs> which is a question that somebody had. Yeah. When you are setting up like your cleaning supplies and stuff in your house, do you recommend mm-hmm. keeping everything in one place? Or would you have like bathroom, you know, some stuff in every bathroom or in every closet or yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So it really depends on the house and the space. Um, The two things that I recommend, because sometimes if you have too many things all over the place, we, that traps us too, because it, you have to check all of those places before you go to Target to go, you know, get resupplies. So if you don't, and you're down in the kitchen and you just look at the cleaning supplies in the kitchen, you might buy more than what you need, right? Right. So it's really being intentional with your space and your time. The other thing is, is I saw it too. It can get, it can look cluttered or look messy. So if you don't have the storage space in your bathroom, don't try to force it. Um, If you have maybe multiple levels and you don't want to go downstairs, if there's one central space in the upstairs and one central space in the downstairs that you can keep cleaning supplies, that typically tends to work better. Um, The other thing I really like to use is um, shower caddies. Yeah. Because you can have everything in that space. It's quick, easy, visual to just peek in there if you're going to go buy more stuff at Target so you don't buy too much. Um, But then it's also easy to carry with you. And when you're cleaning your house, you really want to move counterclockwise to Mm -hmm. avoid um, you bouncing from room to room. And then you get to the end of it and you're like, exhausted but you don't see any improvement right I mean how many times you go to the kitchen and you're like oh I don't know why there's a lightsaber in the kitchen and then you bring it to your son's room and then you're like oh these you know this laundry needs to get put away and so you're bouncing from space to space to space to space versus going counterclockwise forces you to really have a system and not bounce so you can finish one thing to the next so if you're doing that then carrying that caddy with you is so much easier and it's still efficient yes so they say, love the caddy idea. And I have to tell you guys, I'm sorry. I just assumed you guys knew that's how I did it. <laughs> um, but like I said, I don't really know how to put words to these things for you guys, which is why it's so great to get to talk. To you. <laughs> um, and the working, you know, like starting in one area of your house and working to the next, mm-hmm. just a tip on why this works so well too, for like your cleaning ADD. Like she said, you find a, mm-hmm. a lightsaber in the kitchen and you have to take it to your son's room. Literally what I do is I just throw that stuff like, I'm like, okay, all this stuff, all these toys in the kitchen are getting thrown over into the living room. I'm doing the kitchen. And when I get to the living room, I'll put what goes there and then I'll throw the rest onto the stairs and kind of bring it with me. But I'm just like throwing things because I know if I leave the kitchen that I'm Mm -hmm. going to put it in the son's room. First of all, the kids are probably going to see me and they're going to ask for a snack and it's going to be like a big <laughs> downward spiral. <laughs> yes. Um, so I love that. That's a great tip. So hang on. They have one. Oops. 
a question real quick. Um, what about when we declutter, but when putting things back or away, we obsess over the perfect system. Um, I have a tendency of all or nothing. If it's not perfect, toss it all back together and I'll come back. Um, yeah. I have an episode on perfectionism, Emily, but I'm curious to hear what Ashley says about it too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, perfectionism is a trap, right? Yeah. Because it's not attainable. Yep. It is not attainable. Um, but the one thing about decluttering an organization is it, it's a process. So what I recommend to people is not think about putting things away in the perfect spot. Like it'll never change, right? Think about your house a year ago. Think about, you know, just the changes in your families or their needs and how it has to kind of evolve with you. Same mm -hmm. thing with your organization. It has to evolve with your family. So it will change. So it's not going to be permanent. It will not be perfect. Um, but doing it, once you do it and you get that really good declutter and you get a system, um, cause you're really creating systems. You're not creating perfect Pinterest, you know, pictures, you're creating systems. Yeah. And when you're finding that it doesn't work, it's okay. That's not you failing at organization. That's not you being bad at organization. It just means that that system doesn't work for you and your family. Yeah. And it's a really good space to then sit back and say, okay, why isn't this working? Mm -hmm. Um, for me, the top two causes of clutter is that a, you have too much stuff, right? So yeah. that's the decluttering piece. But the second part is maybe you've decluttered and you have the right amount of stuff, but things keep popping up that hairbrush that, you know, ends up on your counter. And then the next time it's on the sofa and it's just kind of like all over. Maybe you already organized and you have a home for it, but that home doesn't make sense to everybody, right? That's part of that system. So it's just, it's learning from it. It's not obsessing about it being perfect. It's just learning from it and letting it evolve, mm -hmm. working with it. Yeah. I think that's the perfect way of saying it too. It's a system of organization, not a snapshot of organization, mm -hmm. which is what Pinterest makes you feel like organization should be. Yeah. Um, it's not a, it's not a snapshot. It's a system that's working and being used. Like Emily is saying right. serial right now, in the lower cabinets because no one but mom can reach the top and, and nobody got time for that because that's the truth, right? Like, yes, exactly. When you have four kids, like the kids got to reach their own cereal. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So you've given them like so many tips and tricks. If you have just some real quick, t I think you've covered it though. When we're talking about kids, like shared spaces small spaces about your kids. Um, do you have any like yeah. final? Some really quick tips that I, um, some of my favorite things to share about kids spaces and kids clothes. One of the things I saw in there kind of storing like two big things. And then what do you do when kind of phasing out those two small things? Yeah. Um, in both my kids' rooms, we have a too big and a too small bin, super simple, mm -hmm. but it, you know, for like my mother-in-law tends to buy us, you know, next season's clothes ahead of time, which is nice, but then where do you store them? Um, so we have a too big space. And every time I go through to kind of, you know, whether it's a season change or they've outgrown stuff, I check the too big bin. If there are sizes that need to go over, I pull those over. We have a too small bin because I don't know about you, but my kids never, it's not like they hit two and they can just instantly fit into 2T and they've, you know, outgrown all the other stuff or, you know, as they grow. Um, so it, things kind of they outgrow things in a different cycle. So as I find that things are outgrown, they go in the too small bin. 
And then when it, that's kind of gotten full, that's a good space to either decide to, if you're going to keep them, um, you know, having a, a bin or a designated place to label the sizes and even gender maybe, mm-hmm. depending on how you want to do it. And, um, or, you know, that bin can just easily then in one swoop go to Goodwill or wherever you're donating it. Yeah. Love that. That's so simple. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's a really good example of a system, yes. an organizational system that's yeah. working actively for you, not mm-hmm. just encouraging you to keep everything. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. So I know they're going to have, they're going to be like so excited and <laughs> want to like know everything that you offer. So home intentionally yeah. is the name of, of everything that she runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is that the best place to find you or is there like a social media platform or where would you want them to find all of your good stuff? <laughs> yeah. So I am in the process of updating my website, which is really exciting because okay. there's going to be a lot of great stuff on there in the next like week or two. Okay. Um, so homeintentionally.com is where you can go there. Okay. There'll be a lot of fun, free tips, videos, that kind of stuff. Um, my Facebook group, Home Intentionally, I do a lot of free you know, organization videos, printables, all sorts of good stuff, answer great questions there. Um, I'm pretty visual. So if there's like a picture, sometimes people will just post like a picture or send a video of this is what I'm struggling with. And I can usually help them with another individual space. Um, and, uh, Instagram as well. You can follow me there home intentionally. So I keep it pretty consistent. <laughs> yeah. So easy. I, I got lucky and everything motherhood simplified was available too. So I was like, got it. <laughs> Taking it. Yes, exactly. Like um, I'm just doing it. Yeah. That is awesome. And then for everybody else listening to, if you're in the clutter-free motherhood course, her and I are going to do a workshop. Um, and then you can find all of her best stuff too inside of that. And I'm just, this was awesome. This was really helpful. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm glad it was helpful. Yes. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. 
And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.